Welcome to the Manager Map Podcast Show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Map Podcast Show. This week's episode, Strategy Into Action. Today I'll be examining how to set imperatives to align you and your team to the mission, how involvement and collaboration will build a stronger local strategy, and how a step-by-step guide will make it happen. So let's get on with the show. So who out there has seen the corporate mission statement? We all have the internet homepage of the company website, which links to the mission of the company. Some of you will have the mission statements on your notice board, I'm sure. And usually, they have a very grand statement about being the best at this or being the customer choice in that. One thing to take from that is your company is working to become better in the future than it is now. It's planning ahead some five to ten years. So that's brilliant that you're on board with a company with a vision. So a quick quiz. No prizes, sorry. But who can actually tell me your company's mission statement? Go on, have a think. Do you not chant it every morning before you start work? Of course not. So you might not chant it every day, and you might not be able to read it off by heart. But how many of you actually look at that mission when you're setting the team goals or setting your site's priority? Probably not that many of us. And if we move further away from the senior team and managers on the site, what does the mission actually mean to the team and the people who are at the coalface doing the work? Do they understand the mission? Do they know there's a mission? Do they really live the values that you want them to do? Or is it just seen as a head office thing? I know from my experience of working in a large organisation with multiple sites and countries that strategy, vision and missions can get lost very easily. To close these gaps and really bring all levels to understand their part in the mission, I've used SIA, or Strategy Into Action. The tool of Strategy Into Action is designed to get the company's mission, values and ethics down to all levels that actually deliver results, just away from the corporate head office and actually down to every single member of the team. It's done by making all levels feel part of the process. It lets all levels understand why they work at the company and how they add to the overarching vision. It's easy to look at the daily KPIs blindly without looking at how we actually add to the strategical view of the company. Strategy into action is where we're going to each department and area their own imperatives that are linked directly to the mission and align them with the rest of the company. Strategy into action and SIA takes commitment and time to plan, but will give you results and set the team up to understand their part in the whole. So, how to start an SIA session? Guess what's coming? You know, yes, step-by-step guide. So step one, get the senior team on board. Remember, you will have a mix of experience, age, abilities in your team. So, some of the SLA team members may have already been through this before, been through leadership strategy courses, and might have even had good and bad experiences in regards to mission statements. You remember in the 1990s, mission statements and vision statements were all the rage. 
Every cupboard had one attached to it. Every door, everywhere you looked, you couldn't go far without seeing a mission statement or a vision statement. So you'll need to start step one by explaining what you intend to do with the strategy into action. What's the benefit of taking people through this mission and vision? Show them where this fits into the larger picture of your company. Also, what is the difference between this and the past time you tried to do this? So make sure that your senior leadership team fits into it and understands how they're going to play a part. They're also going to need to have time in their calendars. So this is going to take up some precious time, but we will see the benefits in the future. I found it's better to have the meeting off-site so you're away from the day-to-day distractions. And it's also a time for your team to be creative, to think differently about how they deliver. And it's about setting imperatives that will help their department support the bigger aims of the site and the company. Now, step two, get the team to understand their strengths. So what strengths do they have in the business unit or the group or the site? And what can we build on those strengths that can then be part of the bigger picture? So what value do we add to the customers? What strengths do we have in regards to the group? What do we add to the bigger picture? Uh, This is designed to allow the team to look at what their departments can deliver to the bigger picture. So it's very easy for very small teams or um, locations that are away from the head office to lose sight of where they add value to the company. And this is a time to step away, think about the strengths and say, well, what do we add to this uh, big picture? Uh, It's funny when you talk to some Uh, people who have been in businesses a long time they don't even know the uh, products that the business makes because it's probably bought and acquired and and grown so they become very disconnected from it and this is an opportunity for them to see how their team and see how they could add value to the company's uh, vision then write them down so get the team to think about the the strengths and the values and write them down so we have them usually on post-it notes an example of this might be um, a small site can change over quickly for new work uh, or we can deal with company special demands fast if you're a big site you you might say that you work on large volumes and you're very efficient at turning large volumes around um, this is done to make sure that you can see what's unique around your strengths that can then add to that um, sort of big vision for the company Now, step three is agree the strengths and the imperatives. So the imperatives of the site is what the site or the department have that will support that mission. So boil down them strengths to the imperatives that you need to deliver that will then add to the the strategy. So you're kind of making these layers of what you're going to be doing. So the overarching is the strategy. And then underneath this is the imperatives that will build up from them. So what does that look like? Well, one strength might be a space, the size of the site. Uh, could you use that uh, land to have warehousing space for another site, for instance? Could you generate renewable energy off of it? And does that fit to the mission? Uh, be clear at this point. You don't want to be going into management speak and overcomplicating it. These imperatives need to be easy to communicate further down the line. So they need to be something that's quite snappy and short. You don't want a massive amount of jargon at this point. Uh, And at this point, you need to check with your team's strengths do match the strategy of the company. If not, then there might be a scary realisation that we might not be on the same page. But saying that, I've never had that. When I've done this before in many, many companies, we've always been able to find a match to the longer vision of the company. 
Now step four, the imperatives you've got, you need to make sure that they are tested. So it's a time to test them imperatives out. You've now agreed the imperatives. You've got each department head to understand how their team plays a part in those imperatives. It's time to test that logic outside the management team. Uh, you should have a number of imperatives. I would say four to five is a good number. Please don't get 10 or 20 imperatives because they're not imperatives then. If you get too many, they're not going to be concentrated on and your teams won't be able to commit and get behind them. Um, but really you need those five ready to be able to roll out so everyone could understand it. Uh, and at this point, it's good to try and present to the next level up. So get your senior leaders uh, to, to look at your work uh, and how the imperatives support the mission. Get them to critique the work, you know, put a pressure test on it because you're going to cascade this down. So it's good to have people being honest. There's no point in backslapping at this point. You need to really be testing, have we got the right imperatives that are going to support the mission? And that's where your senior managers should really be able to test that out for you. So now your senior leadership team understand and are comfortable how the imperatives sit to the company's vision and strategy. And it's time to plan your cascade. We want all levels in the company to be communicated to and how they fit into the why of the company. People who are further down the organisation can feel that their work is disconnected from the main. They don't really understand how what they do day to day fits into what's going on outside their department and even sometimes their line. When I say cascade, I don't mean an email or a notice board or a presentation on a screen. No, this is really about time off the line, time with people, time with your team to show them how we're going to move from the mission and the imperatives. As I said at the start, it will take time and effort. And sometimes you, you need to get those first things planned in through your cascade. And you may get a stone wall. You may get faces that just don't get it. Well, that's fine. Uh, you need to look at how you can get teams engaged. I mean, I remember a session uh, with a night shift who were just about to go home. Uh, it didn't go down well. They were falling asleep, and that's nothing to do with my boring presentations before you say. They were just generally falling asleep. I had to step back at the end of the session and realise there's two areas that I should have improved or I should have seen, so I needed to improve. Firstly, there was that the, doing something at the end of a night shift is never going to be good. They've got one eye on the clock, they want to go home, and they're totally tired. Also, it's wrong for the people to be... Um, expected to go from a, an area that they're not used to. So they've gone from working, on, a lot of them worked on the shop floor, to being sat in a static office. And people just weren't used to that, inactive, they were used to moving. So the next session is that I did, I came in. So I came in in the middle of their uh, normal working day. I mean, it tired me out, but that worked well for them. Um, also, instead of doing it in a big office, we went onto the shop floor and we used an area in there. So they were more used to the surroundings. They were in their own sort of space. And that seemed to work a lot better with the engagement part of it. And it may take more than one session, especially with larger teams. So be ready for that and plan it. Also think of language barriers. If it's not their first language, this can be a real issue when you're maybe doing a presentation that can have lots of engagement. They may feel really left out of it. So it might be worth looking at how you would put that over to the people. Do you have people who are there who can help you translate maybe so that they can all get involved? And all in all, it's about getting people involved. So your imperatives 
could change over time. So, you know, remember that that's something that is going to happen. You may get feedback in the next section that means you're going to change your imperatives. So it's good to actually make sure that people understand them from the start. And step six, take the feedback and revisit the imperatives. As I mentioned at the end of step five, uh, with all the inputs you're going to be getting from all the different levels, you might have a chance to say, well, actually, have we got these right? Are they the perfect site imperatives? Or are we not perfect? Do we need to you know, fine-tune them? Have a look and see what the inputs from other areas are and see if those changes could work for us. There's no point in asking for input and then not changing it if it's better. So get ready to revise your actions and your imperatives as you go along. So that's maybe a good time to sort of think about your test groups when you first do this. So when you are doing your rollout, how do you get that feedback back? Do you have sessions weekly where you have the team who are doing the rollouts come back together and say, this has happened? Do you have an, over, uh, an overarching control group that maybe goes around and just has uh, sits in the back of the, the, the presentations and listens? There's another way of doing it. But step six is definitely getting that feedback and then revisiting the imperatives. So step seven is to revisit and keep it fresh. So make sure the imperatives that you've now agreed are visible to each team and each team also makes sure that they have regular sessions to make sure that there is progress on this. If some of your ideas are falling behind, how do you close that gap? You know, will there be uh, flexibility in the imperative to make sure that it's still meeting the mission as things go forward? And making sure that you've got regular feedback and communication channels to make sure that the teams don't see this as just a once a year exercise. They see it as something that's live, that's moving forward. So maybe your town hall briefs, your, your communications that you'll do with your team, get this as a section, have an imperatives as, as a section, have it on your notice boards so that they can see it daily. Uh, and that's the only way to really keep it fresh as you go through this process. So let's revisit the steps. So step one, get the senior team on board. Step two, understand your strengths. Step three, formulate the imperatives. Step four, test them imperatives. Step five, is to cascade. Step six, take the feedback. Step seven, keep it fresh. And that's it. Well, thanks for listening about strategy into action and how it can work for your teams. Now it's over to you. You have the background of why it works. You have the context of how it will deliver results. You have a step-by-step -step guide. So now it's up to you. Take action. Start seeing the benefits. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermat.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.